Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Radio Rotary is sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And Jonah, today we'll be speaking with Professor Dan Friedman of SUNY New Paltz all about three dimensional printing, which is a fascinating topic, so stay tuned. I wouldn't think of going anywhere. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky. Look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. I am joined this morning by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. Say hello, Jonah. Hello, Jonah. Are you having a good day? I'm having a great day. You know why? Because I do know we why. get to speak to a very interesting gentleman by the name of Dan Friedman. He is Doctor Dan. Doctor Dan, but he's not a physician doctor. No, he's a scientist doctor, like my dad. Oh, your dad, professor. Oh, professor, Professor yeah. Dan Friedman of the SUNY New Paltz. And he actually does something pretty fascinating at yes. SUNY New Paltz. Oh, and did you know, by the way, before we bring Dr. Dan in, that our illustrious engineer that makes us sound better and smarter than we really are is Jay Verzi is an alumni. Of SUNY New Paltz. Yes. State University that of his, New Paltz. That was his campus. Well, but say, anyway, Dr. Dan Friedman of SUNY New Paltz, welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you so much for coming here. Thank you, and, and hello. And we're going to be talking about printing in the mm-hmm. third dimension, dimension, <laughs> dimension, dimension. Yeah, and we're going to have to explain <laughs> what that means to people 3D like me. printing, yes. Well, and okay. I'm sure one or two of our listeners who are joining let's, us let's this let morning. Let's let Dr. Friedman do it. First let's of all, right morning, Dan. It. And what is three-dimensional printing? Okay, well, 3D printing. Um, 3D printing is actually a number of different technologies, but I'll describe one of the most common one, which is known as uh, fused deposition modeling. Um, think about a glue gun. Just okay. about everybody has used a glue gun. Right? right. Okay. So let's say you want to build an object out of a glue gun. Let's say you want to build a model of the Empire State Building. You could take a glue gun and you could put down one layer at a time of material and then keep building up the layer where each layer would look a little bit different but would end up um, giving you a model of the Empire State Building. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's pretty much what 3D printing does. It builds a model of something one layer at a time, um, but it's like a glue gun, but it's a glue gun controlled by a computer with much higher resolution. Well, we're all used to two-dimensional printing mm-hmm. where we put a piece of paper in our printer mm-hmm. and out it comes with uh, you know a letter or something, and the two dimensions are the width of the paper, which is eight and a half inches, and the length of the paper, which is... 11 and a half inches, but with three-dimensional printing, you actually have an object you can hold in your hand, a three-dimensional object. Well, and, and you can you can also think of a 3D printer as, as very similar to a regular 2D printer, like, a, like an inkjet or a laser jet printer. The only difference is instead of just printing on flat on a piece of paper, 
it's got a third dimension. Z, the Z dimension. The Z dimension. So, so, what is the application for three D printing? What is it? Why? Why is it important? What is it used for? Well, they've been three D printers have been around since the nineteen eighties. Really? And yep. Oh. Yep. The first commercial three D print printing company was three D Systems, started by Chuck Hall in nineteen eighty six. Okay. Um, and then the second large company, Stratasys, started in nineteen eighty eight, um, and it's been used ever since by. Um, uh, manufacturing corporations of almost every size for prototyping new products. Okay, well that makes sense. Like the, yeah. like the first model of a new car or right. a new toaster or something. Right. So that's that's been the most common use, and that's why a lot of people haven't really heard about it because it kind of goes on behind the scenes. So why is it involved with SUNY New Paltz? Because you're not manufacturing cars or toaster ovens. Well, in in the last three or four years, 3D printing has has made it more into the public. Realm. So the 3D printing, um, 3D printers have gotten a lot cheaper, a lot easier to use. Um, we've actually had 3D printers on campus in the art department for almost six years now. Okay. They were very common to be seen in engineering departments, art departments, um, as well as in large corporations for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the desktop printing, um, like the MakerBots. Uh, that the what? Out, the MakerBots. MakerBot is a company down in Brooklyn that is the leading manufacturer of sort of reasonably uh, inexpensive desktop printers. These are in the one and three D test desktop printers. Three D, yep, only three D. Okay, yep. so they um, specialize in this, and that's right here in in our area. Yep, yep, they're down the in metropolitan Brooklyn area. Okay, yep. and so do you have a whole department? Is that is that the thing that we well we have three the there's three things there's Dan. three things going on and we've we've developed all of this in about eighteen months we have a program called digital design and fabrication so okay. this teaches students how to do the three D design and teaches them how to use three D printers is this a degree program no or right, are they courses or right now it's it's a four course program that's mainly enrolled um, by students who are people already out in the workforce. They're artists and engineers who want to learn how learn these skills. Mm-hmm. It's going to be turned into a six course undergraduate minor um, over the next year. That's terrific. Well, Dr. Dan Friedman of SUNY New Paltz, who's talking to us about three-dimensional printing. So, Dan, what's, uh, what is your background in all this? I'm a chemist, but right. I'm also dean of the School of Science and Engineering, so I'm responsible for helping to identify new initiatives for the college. Well, this is, sounds very cutting edge to me. Now, this, I have, a, I have a, a question, a basic question. Now, when we, we print two dimensions, uh, a letter or something on our printer, it's black ink on white paper. Well, it can be color, too, you know. Well, that's true. Does that but, count Yeah, but as you, a dimension? That's true. No. I'm just asking. No, it doesn't count as dimension. Okay. <laughs> so is it plastic material? Is it when you build up these three-dimensional printings one layer at a time, is it plastic, metal? We mainly, we mainly print with plastic. Bubble gum? Uh, we just got a new printer, though, that prints in a, in a, like a plaster-like material oh, okay. that will print in full color. So right. we, we have the dimension of color. I'm having too. a little bit of a struggle getting my arms around that, ha- you know, you, you must have to program this thing so for it to, to like, give birth to this three-dimensional. Yeah, like, like, for example, Sarah has her glasses on the table. Would you scan that somehow and get the you, measurements, or do you, you have to 
you can input it in. you can scan, yeah. but scanning's really used for very complex organic objects. Like we've scanned a hand. That's something you couldn't model. Those glasses, though, we could model them in a 3D CAD program fairly quickly. CAD being I, meaning what? I mean, uh, computer-aided design. Oh, because okay, CAD has so a whole different meaning. So they go in there and they mm. write it. They write the right. code or they they program it's, it's, it somehow. You draw it really. I mean, it's oh. it looks like oh, okay. a you know if you've ever used like Microsoft Paint or a simple drawing right. program. Right. Sure. A sure. A CAD program is a much fancier version of that that work generates 3D models on a computer. So, so then is, it comes out, and what yeah. does it look like when? it comes out you mean on the computer or well out of the printer it looks exactly like what you drew on the 3d on the the 3d program Um, but it gives you the specs to build the model so you take the you you take the file from the computer aided design program Mm -hmm. and then you slice it which is a software package that breaks it up into lots and lots of little um, slices and then it sends that information to the 3D printer. And it sprays the plastic one level at a time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And voila, you've got a model of an airplane or, you know, right. That's glasses, fascinating. a pen. Mm-hmm. No wonder it needs to be a degree program. <laughs> no, I'm saying that. I mean, this is this is great, good for SUNY New Paltz that they're creating a curriculum mm-hmm. for this. Because very obviously, professional people, engineers, architects, I would assume, people artists. that... Artists. Any yeah, kind of design-oriented mm-hmm. type of thing. Build little statues if you're an artist. You know, exactly. That they they can come back and take audit courses or take courses. And then, of course, just like what happened with, remember, graphic design. Mm-hmm. 30 years ago, it was all done by hand. Now it's computerized. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same leap into the future, so to speak. Yep. So tell us about the hand. Now, that, I, I this, read, is, this is this, fascinating. It's fascinating. Young man was born. And, and for our listeners, we're talking right. to Dan, Dr. Dan Friedman of SUNY New Paltz, who's the dean of the College of Engineering, did you say? Something like Co- that. School of Science and Engineering. Science and Engineering. And they um, are are initiating a curriculum and, and, and have classes in 3D printing, which is, it sounds, it sounds so forward, it's futuristic mm-hmm. almost. So I was reading something, an article somewhere about some boy, a young boy that you helped and mm-hmm. created a hand Yeah, tell for us him. about that. Well, that, this was something we did through the Advanced Manufacturing Center, and this is really our, our, the outreach side of this. So working, we're, most of what we do is work with individuals and businesses in the area to try to help them develop new products. Um, but this was a case where uh, someone we'd been talking to knew a family who has, they have a six-year-old boy who was born without fingers on one hand. And uh, this, this so-called, someone had designed what they called a robo-hand and built it with a 3D printer out in Washington. And so this, the files for this were available on the web and we could download it. So we built him a hand. And it's, wow. a, it's a functional prosthetic. So you can actually make the fingers close, and we built it for about twenty to thirty dollars worth of parts, uh, as oh opposed goodness. to probably thousands of dollars the yes. old-fashioned way. And well, I was going to ask, where, how much is the cost involved? I mean, did you have to pay the Washington people for the design? No, it was. It's an open-source design. Um, the the gentleman who who first made it just threw the designs out on the web, uh-huh. um, and a lot of people have modified it and improved it over the what, past year What I year think is, is just adorable is you gave the young man a choice of colors, right? He's had two. The first one we built was red, and then we um, 
It's all fire, about fire pro- engine red. <laughs> fire engine red. It's all about prototyping. We had to improve the second model right. because we found some flaws in the first, and then he wanted neon green for that one. Oh, all right. All so right. he comes to SUNY New Paltz, and then who fits it on to him? Does he have to go then to an occupational therapist or physical therapist or... Who teaches them how to use it? Well, this is, I mean, that's a very, very good point. This is a fairly easy um, prosthetic to use. However, um, for anything more complicated than this, and I think you need a real professional to show you how to use it. Uh Uh-huh. You know, we're going to find out more about this fabulous new innovation, three-dimensional printing, from our terrific guest, Professor Dan Friedman of the State University of New York at New Paltz in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host is the very three-dimensional Sarah O'Connell, our very special guest. Dr. Dan Friedman, Dean of the School of uh, Science and Engineering at SUNY New Paltz, talking about 3D printing. And Sarah, who keeps us three-dimensional this week on Radio Rotary? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by JDS, your essential partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank & Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Please visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, and Hyde Park, New York. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess County, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community. Making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Check us out at salisburybank.com that's salisburybank.com salisbury bank and trust member fdic an equal housing lender salisbury bank enriching Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Welcome back to the second half of Radio Rotary. I'm Sarah O'Connell, and I am joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser, this morning. And we are having a fascinating discussion with Dr. Dan Friedman, who is the Dean of Sciences and Engineering at SUNY New Paltz. And we're discussing 3D printing and their program of it um, at their Advanced Manufacturing Center. So, Dr. Dan, um, tell us again... Uh, to recap for our listeners who've just joined us, what what precisely is 3D printing? So 3D printing is uh, a way of creating any kind of three-dimensional object that you want um, on demand from a computer-aided design file that you then sent to a printer 
that actually prints in three dimensions. And it, it does it one layer of, of plastic or, or ceramic one, or metal at a time? One layer at a time. One and very small layer. Builds it up in front of you? That's right. And um, yeah, we talked about in the first half of the, of the uh, show that uh, there was a little six-year-old boy uh, by the name of Joe, who was mm -hmm. born without fingers on one hand, you made him a prosthetic hand in Fire yep. Engine Red at his request. Fun functioning prosthetic, he of can course, actually pick things this up. This means with if it. he gets into the cookie jar, he actually That's, is caught red-handed. And now he decided to go with uh, lime green, right? You said. That's right. So, uh, what about other medical um, uh, applications? You know, they do amazing things with medicine today. Uh, they have heart valves that they can mm -hmm. put in and, and various stints and stunts and all sorts of things that are far beyond the scope of my understanding. Is three-dimensional printing getting involved in medicine? Yes. It, How? It, well, three-dimensional, three 3D printing really shines when you're trying to make something that's um, for uh, uh, something complicated. And there's nothing more complicated than the human body. We're all different. So I'll give you an example. They 3D print hearing aids. Trying to get a hearing aid to fit can be complicated. They can scan your ear and they can 3D print a hearing aid that fits perfectly. Well, that's that's important for radio because those of us in radio, uh, a lot of us have hearing problems because mm. we spend our lives with headphones on and crank up mm. the music when we really shouldn't have when we were younger disc jockeys. Uh, uh, braces are now, a lot of them are 3D printed. You they're mean teeth in, braces? Yes, they're uh, called Invisalign. All right. And they, they print them to perfectly match the teeth and then slowly wow. push them back into shape. Wow. Um, there's some really interesting high-end stories. There was a baby born without an esophagus, and oh they boy. 3D printed an esophagus that they implanted um, that new tissue could grow around. Um, and this is all sterile, of course. You're yes. using uh, sterile uh, plastics or metals? Right, yeah. They use a plastic called polylactic acid, or PLA, which is a bioplastic. And being a um, dean of chemistry, you can say that well. I can. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, so medical, the medical field, what what other, um, uh, you had mentioned in the first segment that you have collaborated with some businesses, area businesses, for example, um, mainstream businesses, what type of application with 3D? The have? fun part of this is it's from all over the map. Um, we have worked with uh, one surgeon and one dentist. Uh, these are both under non-disclosure agreements, so unfortunately I can't talk about them. We just built a 12-foot uh, a syringe for HITS. That's the horse arena uh, show, show place up in Saugerties. I've okay. heard of horse this pills. Sure. This I've heard a, of horse-sized pills. Now we have horse-sized needles. It's, it's full-size. So this was part of a jump that was showcased at the Million Dollar Grand Prix at HITS last Sunday. So the, the syringe was for one of the sponsors of HITS, uh, 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 Zoetis, which is, makes horse medicines. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we built, we designed and built a 12-foot syringe that was featured on one of the jumps at the, at the show on Sunday. How long does it take to, to on print Sunday. one of these things? Is it like an overnight situation or is it that, pretty quick? That one took a while. It took about two straight weeks of printer time. No um, and we printed it in 20 different pieces and then assembled it. What about the hand for little, for little Joe? What, what that, that just probably all the pieces for that probably take six or seven hours. Oh, so where hours. is this this magical this this amazing printer? I mean, do you have it in a sterilized lab? Do you have to like have hazmat suits in Absolutely to go visit not. it? Or you, I mean, what's, you could what is you could the, park one of these in your office. That's one of the great things about it. Even the high end industrial level printers that we have a couple of. These are almost office equipment. They don't require special ventilation or special services. They're very easy to use, and they work 
you just start them off and just let them go. Are 3D printers commercially available, and what kind of uh, ballpark yes. price are we talking about? There, um, there's a number of, of desktop printer manufacturers, um, there, and they sell them in the range of 1000 to 2000 $2,500. Let, let's talk about uh, a, a frank concern that some have had uh, in the news about 3D printing, and that is somebody, a uh, terrorist or some criminal, 3D printing a gun, a bazooka, or some kind of weapon that, because it's plastic, will get past the magnetometers, the uh, metal detectors in the, in the airports. Is that a genuine concern, Dr. Friedman? I, I think it's something that we have to worry about, but anything that you would print off of um, one of, like a desktop printer, or even our higher-end printers, it is plastic, and the guns that have been built with those will tend to blow up every one out of three shots. So there's actually more danger to the person firing the gun um, than anything else. So I, I, I think it's something you always have to be concerned about, but it's the risk is, has been overstated. What, so, what about uh, employment issues? Is this going to create a lot of jobs, cost people jobs? That's yeah. a great, yeah. uh, another concern that's been in the news. It's, it's, a, it's a big open issue. I mean, it's not, you know, the, the first place where people noticed it were in prototyping facilities where they would use uh, machine shops that would build prototypes using standard manufacturing methods. This might displace some of it, but I think the reality is it's it's a new technique that's just going to add on to what's already capable in most machine well, shops. Well, exactly. Conversely, changing with the times or, t- or technically, y- you would need to be trained to to program and use a 3D printer. So that's one reason why you all are creating at SUNY New Paltz, Dr. Friedman, in your um, in your college, creating a, a syllabus and a, a curriculum for well, it. Well, most people who are experienced in machine shops know already about doing 3D design, which is mm-hmm. the really important part of this. Running the printers is actually pretty simple. Um, part of what we're trying to do educationally is promote the use of 3D printing across a much wider range of students. So we have a, a lab with 30 desktop printers that is a central 3D printing resource for the whole campus. 30. This, uh-huh. We were the first campus in the country to install something of this size. So we're using this across the sciences and engineering and the art department. But we've just got it set up so that anybody on the campus can submit a file and we'll print it out for them. Our guest on Radio Rotary is Dr. Dan Friedman, Dean of the School of Science and Engineering at the State University of New York at New Paltz. We're talking about three-dimensional printing, and Dr. Dan, by the way, is a member of the Rotary family. Mm -hmm. He's related by marriage to our president of the Red Hook Club, Chris Shaw, as in... He's her husband. Oh. <laughs> and unfortunately, Dr. Dan has to be at New Paltz very early in the morning, so we haven't been able to snag him yet as a member of Rotary, but we'll keep trying. Oh, gotcha. So I think um, also to mention, because Dr. Dan um, talked about the lab, the computer lab, but you also have integrated into this the Hudson Valley Advanced Manufacturing Center. Is that That's also right. located? On the New Paltz campus? Yes, it okay. is. I'm, I'm the director of that. That's my other hat. That's, so. Okay, got it. So it's an affiliate of the university then. It's, it's a center. Center, yeah, okay. Yeah. 
Now, do you give adult ed classes for people who want to know about this but aren't necessarily in, interested in an entire degree? Well, actually, the, the program we're offering right now, the digital design and fabrication, most of the students in it are not regular, regular SUNY New Paltz undergraduates. Uh-huh. They're mainly people who have uh, worked professionally in some kind of art, design, or engineering area, and they, they see this as a skill that they need to pick up. And if folks at home would be interested in this, uh, how would they get in touch with you or register for the courses? Um, we have a web page. Uh, it's newpaltz.edu slash ddf, and right. my contact information is on that. So that's say it one more time. newpaltz.edu slash ddf. And folks at home, get a pencil and paper because Dr. Dan will repeat that before we close the yeah. show. So Dr. Dan Friedman of SUNY New Paltz, uh, we're talking about three-dimensional printing. Um, you see, I'm amazed to hear that you said it goes back to the 1980s. I thought this was something that just you know, lasts six months to a year. What do you see as the future of three-dimensional printing? There'll be a lot of new materials that will come out. I mean, right now we mainly print in plastics, but there's a lot of different plastics with very... Um, we have uh, a new mechanical engineer at SUNY New Paltz who's interested in trying to print composite materials, um, which would be much stronger and have more applications. A lot of bioprinting. There's a lot of research going into printing things like a whole new liver or a kidney that no you could kidding. print with 3D wow. printing. Um, and it'd be functional. I mean, right. we're ta- you know, we're talking right. about something that could save somebody's Can life. Can you imagine right. the breakthrough? that that would have for Sarah people wants to know on the you, transplant list. Sarah, Sarah wants to know if you can print me a new brain. <laughs> <laughs> now, what Sarah wants to know is Dr. Dan Freeman of SUNY New Paltz. Um, since you're the dean, are you, um, do you still teach? Um, I ha- I've, I've taught a, I've, <laughs> I teach, I've taught an inorganic lab to a small number of students every mm-hmm. year. But so you try I, to keep I, your toe I in do. the classroom. Yeah. I also have a completely separate research project that is I work with two or three undergraduates at a time who actually get in the lab and do the work. So Doc, they get credit for that. Well, Dr. that's Dan great. Dr. Dan Friedman, uh, give us that email, uh, I'm sorry, that website again for people who might be interested. It's, it's newpaltz.edu slash ddf. Dr. Dan Friedman of SUNY New Paltz, thanks so much for all the things you're doing to help make life better through three-dimensional printing. And thanks for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It was our pleasure. And Sarah, who do we thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Radio Rotary is sponsored by JGS, your central partner for all of your accounting and business consulting needs. Please call them at 845-692-9500. And by Salisbury Bank and Trust, your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. And by the featured Rotary Clubs of Kinderhook Tri-Village, Millbrook, Nanuet, Newburgh, and New City, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell, our engineer Jay Verzi, and our producer Sue Naglieri. This is Jonah Trebowasser thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.